Good afternoon, everyone, or good morning, good night. Uh, my name is Bart van Buchem. Welcome to uh, 11-minute podcast with Le Pub Scientifique. Um, I am Bart van Buchem. As I said, I'm a pain specialist physiotherapist, and uh, I'm excited to have Albert Keuke. Um, he's... Um, uh, Albert uh, is joining me today for this session um, as he is a senior researcher and lecturer at Maastricht University. He's in the south of the Netherlands and um, is uh, employed with a rehab center, Adelante, uh, which is also probably yeah, it's also the south, right? It's not that big a <laughs> country, so we'll figure out uh, where to go. Um, um, he has 25 years of clinical expertise um, as a physiotherapist and uh, very much involved with chronic pain treatment, either um, most of the time, as you told me, just told me, in, uh, in multidisciplinary teams. So that's where we can um, get his expertise from today and his experiences, as well as he's been publishing some books, which is including graded activity. Uh, as a, it's basically, it's, I think that, that title is one of those that I had on my, my bachelor education to as a physiotherapist i think that was one of the mandatory books you had to read graded activity um thanks for joining me over yes thank you for having me yeah <laughs> nice to be uh, discussing with you some topics about chronic pain Yes, it's exciting. And and uh, I forgot to mention that uh, Albert also holds positions in the um, the Dutch, well, what's former the Dutch Pain Society uh, as a, um, I think you're... I'm a representative for physiotherapy for the Dutch Association for Physical Therapy. I'm representing them in the Pain Alliance, which is a new way, a, a new chapter. Of, it's a chapter of IS, IISP, and it's a multidisciplinary uh, uh, how you say it, alliance for trying to get pain, uh, chronic pain in, in the picture of healthcare policy makers, et cetera. Yeah. Yes. Which is um, very much important. Um, and uh, yeah, that's good that it's sort of moving forward. Uh, and I've been part of some of these sessions, which is exciting. So if you're in the Netherlands, I would definitely recommend you to, to check in with the Pain Alliance and to see uh, how things are moving uh, inter and multidisciplinary um, to, uh, yeah, let, let's try to put this, pull this together rather than just <laughs> trying to do it on your own. I think we just, uh, that's part of this discussion. Um, I'm, I'm going to hit the 11 minutes for our podcast uh, listeners or viewers. Um, after the 11 minutes, we will extend our experience our conversation that will be available for our premium members. And uh, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to this, uh, Albert. So um, let's go for it. So, um, yeah, we discussed briefly. So I think most of the listeners are, are employed or active within the private practice or private clinics to see patients in pain. Um, and there is this multidisciplinary rehab center domain, if you like. And uh, as we discussed before, the, 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 peop, the journey of a person in pain is very likely they see a, clinic, a clinician first in the first, uh, in the private practice. And then when things are not going very well, they might end up or getting into uh, being enrolled within these rehab programs or trajectories. And, 
then they probably get back to the private clinic again. And we've seen that um, there are some challenges there. Um, so my first question to you, so what does, who does what? So what do you think is the most important difference between private practice or like clinical um, goal setting and uh, uh, expectancy issues to have compared to the um, rehab centers you've been working and um, yeah, putting your work together? Well, I think what you see is that the pain programs or pain rehabilitation programs and rehab center are uh, traditionally they were, were more a last resort uh, something. So people in pain, they first sought uh, the solutions in all kinds of interventions and for, for all kinds of medical specialists or physiotherapists or whatever. And they have a long journey and they are referred to a pain rehab clinic uh, very late and then too late because in our center, people were eight, nine years already had chronic pain before they were referred to such a center, to such a program. And that's that's a pity because then, of course, you see that during that time, during that journey uh, in, in the medical care, uh, people are um, getting worse, more pain, more disability, uh, quality of life diminishes, people get loss of their jobs, they lose social contacts, etc. And then in a program, you try to fix that again a little bit and to try to, to improve daily functioning and quality of life. But... Uh, of course, those programs are not, they are successful, but also, but that they cannot bring a person back to his previous life before pain starts. So, um, it should be, patients should be referred earlier. But then again, these programs are not well known. I mean, if you see in literature, you see also that people with chronic pain are referred to a pain clinic or pain specialist clinic very late in the, in the trajectory because the dominant view of pain is biomedical and first uh, people and also uh, doctors and therapists first look at that and, and try to, to fix it and that takes a long time just by waiting lists etc from doctor to doctor that, that that takes a lot of time and that's a pity it should be earlier I think this these programs should be earlier and it, they can also be uh, how you say that um, provided in, in primary care already so that's really interesting to say. So the, the sooner people will get referred to a pain clinic or the treatment that is offered within the pain clinic, which, which sounds by the sounds of it, it's uh, from, uh, so your definition of pain rehab is very much focused on social and participation and uh, um, disabilities. Is that right? Well, well, the focus is that you, the focus is that we treat not, the pain is not the goal. The pain reduction or solution is not the goal. The goal is to improve daily functioning and quality of life in general by self-management. And I think the, the, the earlier you start with that, uh, you can help people better to cope with the problem. And then you can, uh, as you say, you can try to not to, to, to people don't get in there too negative. Uh, downwards uh, spiral, eh? uh, and I think it's the way you look at it. It's 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 uh, if you adopt a biopsychosocial view and you see that all those factors are involved in uh, the problems of the patient, 
the earlier you address those problems, because a lot of problems also occur during the trajectory. It is not that all the problems are there in the beginning, but they will grow and they will the new problems will 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 arise. And so, uh, the earlier you try to look at that and to prevent that they are coming, the more the better the functioning of patients uh, will be. And they can get back to their normal lives more than after nine years of problems. Yeah, so would you suggest that if you start earlier, then the likelihood of pain reduction is more, what would be more reasonable to as, as to expect it? Like the yeah. earlier, the better? I think that what you see already in acute acute phase, that pain is, is uh, pain got worse. By, by by other factors that are involved then or that become more and more important during the, the, the period of pain because we know that it affects the pain system and, and, and the, the nociplastic problems that are going to be involved in the pain system. So the earlier you address those uh, psychosocial factors that can contribute to the pain severity, uh, also, I think, uh, uh, more effective in not getting that the pain that worse. So I think pain severity can also be diminished if you treat it earlier from a biopsychosocial uh, view. Uh, but again, we don't know everything about pain and we don't understand everything. Though really, it can we then really get, uh, I say, prevent chronic pain and the pain, patients do, do not have pain at all? I don't know. That would be very nice, but that's that's a very difficult thing to to to, to really get all the pain gone. Yeah, would would the the person that uh, suffer less from from a two or three years um, ongoing pain compared to a ten year uh, duration of pain would that be would they fit in the same program? Would you in the ideal world would you have different programs for those people depending I on the duration? The duration is one aspect, of course, that, that will uh, maybe add to the complexity of the problem, but not, not just. I think a, 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 two year, a patient with two-year duration of complaints can be more complex than a patient with 10 years complaints. But um, you have, always have to look at the unique profile of a patient. What kind of factors are there? In what context, uh, contextual factors are there, uh, psychosocial factors again? Um, so you have to make a match treatment to the profile of the patient, and uh, but you have to address more factors than just one. And that is how you combine it in multidisciplinary or interdisciplinary treatment. You try to combine what is necessary for this patient, and there is no one-fits-all program. Or uh, so, um, and. Of course, the, the prognosis whether a two-year uh, a problem from two years would be better can be better treated than a ten-year long-staying problem. I don't. Well, it depends on the on the profile, but, but uh, you see it certainly that the longer the pain exists, the more problems are contributing to the uh, to the problem itself. I think. Yeah. What, what would you consider the most? What would be the key? Um, elements of a of a of an approach like a multidisciplinary or either interdisciplinary pain treatment what will be the key elements of it or targets that you would have the key elements is that uh, all the people that are involved in the process have the same view and look at the same way and talk the same language also with the patient and to the patient so that there is a shared understanding of what factors are contributing here and then 
from that shared understanding, you can make a program that fits with the factors that you analyzed and everybody agrees on that these are important factors. Mm. And then you can work on it and then see how it uh, develops and how it, uh, how it succeeds or how you have to adapt to it. Yes. What will be the, the common, um, what will be the way to, uh, to explain what, what is actually happening in these, in these um, approaches? Is it, is it cognitive behavioral or is it the, how would you? Um, it's a combination. Describe? I think uh, there's a lot of physical work. I mean, people have to learn again to move or to be active and, and to experience what it is to, to, to be, to move uh, despite pain or with pain. So there's a lot of experience going on, but also a lot of cognitive work to explain and to, to reconsider and to work also on your emotions. So it's a combination of physical and cognitive emotional approaches, and you can have lots of methods in that. And yeah, all programs have more or less the same view, but the, the content can be very different depends on the experience and the, the qualities or the skills of the therapist also, of course. Yeah. So the, is that right? That the, the quality of the program relies on the quality of the, very much on the quality of the, let's say the treatment team. I think that's a very important factor. Yeah. That you have to be experienced. It, it, as, as we had talked in, in preview, preview that education is, is not that well on pain for all kinds of health specialists. Uh, so um, you have to learn it in practice and you, may, you have to improve your skills to adapt and, and to really can coach a, a patient with chronic pain to, yes. to have that, that broader view because we all are maybe trained in more in a specific view, but the broad biopsychosocial view is not that trained well in, in the, in the curricula. Yeah. So that's really interesting because I think that that will be, I think when we are relying on, on let's say the, um, the literature, it tells you that CBT approaches, for example, uh, in the, um, CPT approaches for chronic pain, for example, relies on the, can I finish up for a bit, but I got this one more. So if, if we're relying on the literature, it would tell you that CPT approaches have a certain effect, for example, then it's, then it, it basically saying, well, this is the, the approach. Probably you need to uh, be able to deliver that approach. But on the other hand, we got this like, experience and quality of the, um, the staff, if you like, that is able to bring that. So what is, what is, uh, what's the skill level that you would expect to expect from someone working in a multidisciplinary team, either a, a physical therapist or a psychologist. So for example, to put those two in front. Well, I think, uh, again, you have to have a certain attitude. It, it should be a patient-centered attitude to, to be really interested in the person and to, 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 know, to, to know what that, that more factors than just a physical or psychological factor, that the combination of factors will be involved and that you have to have some knowledge about the other domains and what uh, the, the psychologist should know, what the physio physiotherapist does and how he works and, other, and otherwise. So you have to have some knowledge and insights in how other people work. Then you can combine your 
methods to get to get to, to work on the same goal also eh? because i think it's important to have one overarching goal for a patient and all the disciplines have to add in their therapy something that will help the patient to get that goal so you have to have really a sort of an, an alliance and understanding with each other about everybody's skills and, and knowledge but you have to also broaden your knowledge on, on, on different terrains of different domains absolutely yeah we, we will we'll extend on this because I think this is a very critical part of where pain care in general is very challenging. Um, who does what and um, who's responsible? What is the expectancies of when people get into people, patients are referred to a pain clinic? What, are, what, it was, what is the best outcome you can get? Let, let's talk that through. Uh, thank you for listening. If you are listening to the podcast right now, um, I would definitely encourage you to um, look up on our website to see some of these extended conversations. And uh, I think uh, Albert's uh, insights in um, pain rehab is really interesting. And especially when you're working in the private, private, private setting or a private clinic, this will be key information. Um, thank you for listening and um, uh, see you in two weeks. Thank you.